Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. Talk Sports Selector is back. Play to win your share of £10,000 or more. Simply select a Premier League team to win each week. If they win, you're through. If they don't, you're eliminated. But here's the twist. You can only select each team once. Talk Sports Selector is back. Entries cost just £10. Join now at talksport.com slash selector and stay in it to win it. Terms and conditions apply. 18 plus be gambleaware.org and please gamble responsibly. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast of the week with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And uh, it's a good old podcast. In fact, I'm just going through it now. It's all right. It's not, I mean, it's, uh, where is it? I mean, it's the best one of the week, but uh, it is only Monday. Anyway, we start with big Tony Cascarino on the weekend breakfast show with a rather big claim about Harry Kane saying the Spurs striker is not the player he was three years ago. What? He's been an incredible goal scorer. He is quite clearly England's best striker. Is he as good as what he was three years ago? No, he's not. Alan Shearer was an incredible player. Played against Alan, watched him, fantastic striker, and continued to be a great striker, continued to get goals. He had some bad injuries. Harry's had bad injuries. Mm. The tendon in his hamstring... It was the same as what Michael Owen had, is a big problem. And he's had a number of ankle issues to deal with. He's had injuries every year. And Harry will still continue to get goals. He will still be England's best striker in the next two tournaments, from the Euros to the next World Cup. I don't see anyone getting in front of him. But I don't think he's quite the same player that he was. Now, Ted Man England just about beat Iceland on Saturday in a dramatic late finish in the Nations League, thanks to a penalty from Raheem Sterling and an even later penalty miss by, of course, Iceland. England manager Gareth Southgate and keeper Jordan Pickford spoke after the game to talk sport. But first, this is how it sounded with commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce right here on your favourite radio station. That's, yeah, this one here, talk sport. So, four years ago, in Nice, in France, we were frozen out by the Nordic nation and their footballers. Four years on, and we're frozen out by COVID-19. So, on a Saturday afternoon, mums and dads haven't been able to go to Iceland. They're listening to talk sport. Comes through for Sterling! And it's taken a deflection and gone wide. 
penalty. Sterling just tucks it down the middle. And Iceland will now look direct. Is the referee going to give a penalty at the other end? Yes, he is. And it's a foul by Joe Gomez. And Pickford bobbing up and down on his line. He's put it over the bar. Bjornsson misses the opportunity to get Iceland a draw. Gareth Southgate will be quietly pleased. Iceland nil. England won. To win with 10 is actually, you know, I think uh, commendable for the attitude of the players when we ended up in that situation. And then to invite the pressure once we'd scored in the way that we did was another lesson we have to learn. You know, we, we hadn't really been in trouble up to that point bar the odd counter-attack and the odd set play. Poor challenge by Walker. Oh, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to be sent off. Carl Walker dismissed. And England will play the final 20 minutes with only 10 men as Carl Walker is sent off for a second yellow card. Lunging challenge once the ball had gone. The obvious lessons are the red card. You know, you can't make challenges like that. I know Kyle has sort of spoken about it and he's held his hand up in the dressing room. Makes life so difficult to win games down to 10. But it was an important win. Um, we knew this would be a very tough game given all the circumstances that have surrounded it for, for both teams. And um, we have to move on now and assess who can who can go again on Tuesday. And Pickford bobbing up and down on his line. He's put it over the bar. Bjornsson misses the opportunity to get Iceland a draw. We just had to show resilience and just keep being patient. Um, the manager's words were, be patient, keep breaking them down and we'll get an opportunity. But then the games you learn from as a, as a team and to get better from. And um, we've got improvement. Uh, it's still pre-season for a lot of us and it's good fitness for us and a great result as well. Don't forget England's game against Denmark is live tomorrow evening from 7pm. And of course, straight after that, you can have your say on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday. Oh, you sure you're back now? Yeah, I'm definitely back. Oh, I was doing dry for two weeks. Yeah, I was, but I'm back now. Anyway, over the weekend, West Ham confirmed the selling of Grady Diangana to West Brom. Club captain Mark Noble tweeted that he was angry at the decision to let the youngster leave permanently. This was the take of Perry Groves on the Saturday session. Mickey, oh, I missed a penalty at Wembley. Gray on the sports bar and a few callers to boot. I think it's a, it's maybe a step too far, but only Mark Noble and know why he's done this. Maybe he's as annoyed as everybody else because he's a West Ham supporter. He wants to see these young players breaking through and showing the West Ham supporters how much talent he's got and maybe taking West Ham to that next level instead of going out and buying a play for 30 or 40 million pound. They've got the talent at their disposal right now. Why let him go when I'm sure he would have been happy to go out on loan for another season, wait his turn, and then when his opportunity come, you've got a proper player who wants to play for West Ham. That's why the captain of West Ham United is probably so frustrated right now. I very rarely disagree with Mark Noble because he's one of the old school, you know, and he, he does lead by example. And we want players to be honest and open and not media trained. But on this occasion, he shouldn't be you know, tweeting this out because, as you said there, it's just, you won't, don't want divisions. I mean, the West Ham fans have got enough ammunition to throw anyway. So I guarantee David Moyes will pull him in. We're, we're lurching from disaster to disaster. I mean, we moved from our, our home, Upton Park. OK, you can accept that progression. You know, we're not expecting Champions League football. We're expecting a bit of a progression. You know, but every year, apart from one, we've, we've battled relegation in that stadium. And we're sitting there in seats far away from the pitch, a big scaffolding. Oh, I hope we can put up with this. But they're serving up absolute dross to us. And you hear people say, you've got Anderson. 
you've got Haller. Them two scored eight goals between them last year. Antonio scored more than that on his own at the end of the season. And then we've got a, a fantastic young player in Grady who's been on loan all season in the championship, done his time, scored eight goals, got loads of assists, and we flog him to a relegation rival. How, is that, how does that make any sense? Why do we have to sell players to buy? We're a Premier League team, we've got 140 million for being in the Premier League, then in Dean Garner to West Brom so we can fund the move for a left-back when we should have signed a left-back four seasons ago. We haven't spent any money on full-backs forever. We've got Fredericks, who's not even a footballer. He's a sprinter, right-back, for free. Cresswell for three million about four years ago. We've got Masuaku for about two bob from Olympiakos. And we wonder why we struggle. It strikes to me we don't have a good scout system in place. Look at our training ground. It looks like a... Uh, six for music college like port cabins is terrible. It's fair facilities at my local school. Following the news that Lionel Messi is staying at Barcelona, European football expert Andy Brassel joined myself and Darren Bent on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time show. Yep, that's what it was called. Brassy, that's Andy Brassel, explained the Messi situation and whether or not the Argentine could still leave the club next year. What happened between January and March? Because January the 1st is the point for which, from which he could sign for another club, a Premier League club or any other club um, for free uh, from June onwards. And March is the date at which uh, Josep Bartomeu, um, the president of Barcelona, who's caused so much of this mess, is going to leave the club. So... You know, it's really difficult. There needs to be a presidential candidate that's going to come forward and say, I can fix this club and I can make Messi stay. So, so much of of what happens in the coming months is going to be revolving really around the presidential race. Because, of course, in that two-month gap or two-and-a-half-month gap between um, January 1st and Barcelona getting a new president, it could have already joined someone else. This is Fight Night now from Saturday with Adam A. Catchell and Gareth A. Davis and the former Cruiserweight champion Tony A. Bellew, claiming that Dillian A. White will still be a future heavyweight champion. He also came up with an interesting idea on a new super cruiserweight division. There's one heavyweight division, that's all it should ever be. You can't stop messing around with the names of them, whatever. There should always be one heavyweight division. I just feel, you know, what people say to me, well, what would you call it? What would you do? I would say you go to cruiserweight and then maybe super cruiserweight. Something mm-hmm. of them of that ilk, but you can't ever have a super heavyweight division and a heavyweight division. I just think it's it's not reasonable. It's ridiculous, and you can't play with the original weight classes and the names of the weight classes. In my opinion, this weight class that you're looking to bring in is a perfect thing. And and you know, if I had complete control of something like this, the first matchup that I would look to do would probably be Deontay Wilder versus Alexander Usyk for the Great belt fight. straight away. And it's an amazing fight, boys. Someone, you know, the, the the division will be relevant immediately with a fight of that magnitude. Dillian White's been knocked out. Wow. Dillian White has been knocked out by Alexander Povetkin, and I mean out. Wow. After that sensational fourth round, I didn't oh, see that. Oh, my goal. days. You can't knock Dillian at all, and I'll say this, and I mean it 100%. Dillian is a lad who's learning on the job and he ain't learning against 20 fight journeymen or guys who have got 50-50 records. Dillian White had a very, very limited amateur background and he's, he's progressed and done absolutely since the loss to AJ. I'll hand on art say he is the most improved heavyweight in the world. 
and he's fought everyone and anyone since he went in with AJ and no one can knock that he's just he's had one little lapse of country and it's cost him and you know what it's, it's heartbreaking for him that it's happened at the very final stage where it's happened but I'll say this, and I 100% believe that Dillian White will one day lift the heavyweight championship of the world. He will. I don't know how he'll do it. I don't know who it'll be against, but I genuinely believe that with the right opponents at the right time, he can do it. Now, you may have heard that when Alexis Sanchez joined Manchester United, the Chilean wanted to leave the club after one training session. Yep, of course he did, because £500,000 a week just wasn't enough, was it? Anyway, this is the real one for Pele. Ray Parler slamming the former Arsenal forward. I can't believe you want to leave a club after one training session. Hey. How does that work? You, you've got to give yourself a chance. You, it's a new surroundings. It's, you know, it's a different way of, of, of probably training uh, than Arsenal. Um, but if you look at his wages he was on now. I mean, it shouldn't come down to wages, but he was on 500000 a week. How can you say as a player, when you turn up at a club, I want to leave the next day? That's not right either, is it? Well, I mean, he, if you're he, a manager and you hear that, or it comes back that you hear, oh, no, I don't like it here, that mentality shouldn't be in a footballer. You should say, right, I'm, it's Manchester United, one of the biggest clubs in the world. You know, I've got to fight for my position, and I'm going to make sure I try and perform like I did at, at, at Arsenal. It might be a different style of football. It might not suit him, but you've got to try and, and win the fans over, win the players over, win everybody over. And mm. that's probably what he didn't do. Time to check in now with the Sunday Sessions and Darren Ben, Alex Crook and Darren Ambrose talking transfers. As a former Sunderland man, Darren Bent, okay. can you understand why Callum Wilson would prefer a move to Newcastle over Aston Villa? No. And what does it say about <laughs> what does it say about Aston Villa? Get Ollie Watkins over the line as well. That's gone quiet. Yeah, it's, it's a it's, it's a it's a strange one because um, Aston Villa is a fantastic football club as well, and Newcastle big fan base. He's Bring, from the Midlands as well, Callum Wilson. Yeah, which He's is Coventry born and bred. He's got family up there. But do you know what? And the same thing kind of happened to me because when I left Tottenham to go to Sunderland, I mean, I went to Sunderland because, one, it was a great club as well, I wanted to go. But from a focus standpoint, I went I went to go somewhere where they eat and breathe football. And as you know, as well as I do, mm. that's all they do up there. You go When you walk around the streets, they talk about football, they love it. That's all they, anyone wants to do. So for Callum Wilson, I think by going to, to Newcastle and, and leaving all them distractions, your friends in Coventry, I know it's tough family and stuff, but being up there and your sole focus is football, I guarantee you he, he has his best season if he goes up there and plays well. And, and he can make himself a, a cult figure because if he bangs in 20 goals. absolutely love it up there. If he starts well and starts scoring, they've, they've, they've not really had a natural out-and-out out full goal scorer since the main man, Alan Shearer. And I think you're looking, if he can go and emulate anything that that guy done, they're crying out for someone like that to, to, to be their hero again. Yeah, uh, so that deal expected to go through tomorrow. That's when the medical is penciled in for Callum Wilson to Newcastle. Twenty million pounds the fee. Here's my old mate Ollie Murs on breakfast, looking ahead to last night's soccer aid, talking about himself and Mark Wright, the Towie fella, not the ex England player, getting a telling off from Wayne Wazza Rooney. No one calls him Wazza. Turned up yesterday and me and Wrighty were late and he absolutely killed us. He said, he said, I can't believe you're late. Why are you late to training? You've got to take this a bit more seriously. I was like, well, 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 Wayne, I've been doing some promo for the show. Well, I don't care. Get out on the football pitch. Come on, we've got to win it this year. So he's really excited. He's been giving us the, the treatment. He's been shouting at us, screaming at us. So, no, he's, he wants to win. And I love that. I, for me... 
turn up to soccer aid, as much as it is a great laugh with all the lads, you know, I, I love it when people take it seriously because that's what it's all about. And, and Wayne, you can see, doesn't matter what game it is, he wants to win. And we finish with the boys on Sunday night's Transgroup Express. Usually it's my show, but not any longer. I can't reveal why. Maybe I will on tomorrow's podcast. All very exciting news. Anyway, more about me later. In fact, there should be more about me anyway. But more about me later. Let's check in with Danny Kelly, Andy Brassel and Kevin Hatchard talking all things European football. Hence the name Trans-Europe. There's a big clue there. Europe Express. Here is Sancho! They've known what the price is forever. And if I was Jaden Sancho, I would feel more annoyed with Manchester United than I would with Borussia Dortmund. And he doesn't feel annoyed with Borussia Dortmund. So the idea that he's going to agitate to leave, I think is nonsense. The idea that Dortmund need to drop their price to make money is nonsense. They've still got three years left on his contract, so they've got plenty of breathing space and they've got a a very professional player who's not going to throw his toys out of his pram. I mean, the latest thing I saw, that, and United have changed their position and changed their public position and changed what they've briefed quite a lot during this. I think the latest thing that, um, well, it's, it's, it's a lot of people in Germany are saying, well, Havertz is the better player. So <laughs> I read that. That's why... Oh, um, wow. That, uh, I, I don't know anyone in Germany who thinks that. Breaking news on Talk Sport. Novak Djokovic has defaulted in his last 16 match of the US Open. He's been thrown out of the tournament because he hit a ball and it hit a lines judge in the, th- in the throat. Now, it wasn't intentional, but unfortunately, the rules say players shall not at any time physically abuse any official, opponent, spectator or other persons within the precincts of the tournament site. More than 20 years ago, a young British player by the name of Timothy Henman did exactly the same thing in one of his first Wimbledon... Well, it was his first Wimbledon main draw. he just played Sampras in the afternoon. In the evening... He's playing a men's doubles match alongside Jeremy Bates. Again, hit a ball and it hit a, a, a girl, a ball girl. And she, you know, floods of tears, obviously. And he was defaulted. So anyway, there is a precedent for it. And Djokovic had no argument. He didn't argue at all. He very sadly packed his things and walked off. We also have a statement from the USTA on Novak Djokovic's default from the competition. It says, in accordance with the Grand Slam rulebook following his actions of intentionally hitting a ball dangerously or recklessly within the court or hitting a ball with negligent disregard of the consequences, the US Open tournament referee defaulted Novak Djokovic from the 2020 US Open. Because he was defaulted, Djokovic will lose all the ranking points earned at the US Open and will be fined the prize money won at the tournament in addition to any or all fines levied with respect to the offending incident. That's it. Thanks for listening to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. You can, of course, listen to us on the TalkSport app. Or, of course, we're still available on Apple Pods, Spotify and Acast, or wherever you get your Poddingtons from. But if you do add the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts 
plus your favourite radio shows as well, which of course will be just mine. Uh, that's it for another podcast. You think a reminder tonight, seven forty-five, it kicks off Czech Republic against Scotland in the Nations League. You can hear live comms of that on Talksport Two. I'm back tonight, as I said, from ten pm, alongside the Moonface, Jason Cuddy, for the first sports bar. Me and him together for over two weeks. Yep, bet you didn't even know. Anyway. There will be another one of these Andy Goldstein's Talks About Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning, so press subscribe and all that nonsense. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.